Welcome to the Motor for Life radio show. This is Robert Christensen, your host. Devin is hosting a retreat in the Sierras with one of his clients over the weekend. So he's out and I'm in. This week, we're going to talk about COVID and being cut off from my social circles. That's right. I feel like an amputee when it comes to being able to talk to people and to engage in the way that made me feel like I was a connected human being. I, I just feel like I'm walking around with something missing out of me because I haven't been able to embrace my friends, sit down, surround myself with other people, socialize, be part of the community, connect with other people in the way that I used to. This has been a very difficult part of this process is to learn how to engage in different ways to figure out how I can get my social connection, my, my, my time with people in a way that is spiritually in nature, that something is exchanged between us being knee to knee, eyeball to eyeball and talking about real issues that are causing us problems so that we can work through them and rise to another level. That is missing in my life. It's been missing now for three months and it fucking hurts. It is a space right now today that everybody I know is in and they are struggling. You know, they're watching this world around us do a whole bunch of crazy things and a whole bunch of stuff's happening and they feel alone and they don't know how to talk to people. And, you know, I'm a pretty moderate guy. I, I just like to be a guy who talks to people and listens to their their challenges, and I have compassion and empathy. If you don't know what compassion means, it means sitting with suffering. It means you just sit there and you listen to them. And you do not judge them. You don't give them any reason to fear whatever they're talking about or whatever they're going through isn't justified. You just be present with it. And something about my nature and what I've learned to do in this life is to sit with people and to listen to them and to validate them and let them know that somebody else cares and is really compassionate about what situation they're in. And right now, there's a lot of people suffering, a lot of people suffering, and I don't know how to help. Not in the way that I usually help, which is go sit with them. And I work with small teams and communities and people and stuff like that. So the best I can do right now is have a social distance community. Okay. All right. All right. Because that's what has to happen. And I get it and I'm doing it. Doesn't mean I like it. All right. I'm trying to paint a smile on my face and I do my best I can. But some days, you know, Jesus, wheeze, man. I just want to go sit in a coffee shop with a friend and talk. I don't know if you feel that way, but I do sometimes. You know, I just, I just, where's my friends? Where are the people who I grew up with? Where are my, the, 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 the community that I had built up so well over the years? I feel like an amputee. I mean, somebody just chopped this thing right off out of my life. And so, okay, enough with the complaining. <laughs> it's just challenging, man. I had to get some of that stuff out and I wanted to share it with you. So COVID and the shelter-in-place order, which I have been diligently following for three months now. I'm in the state of California, and we're the. I think we've done a pretty damn good job, right? But it's frustrating. 
Okay, I'd like to be able to sit down and talk and do more. So what I've been doing is figuring out ways to connect with people that is safe and still helps me at least at some point get a connection with my fellow human beings. And to me, what I've learned here is this, that in my job, I'm doing a lot of online meetings. I've turned on the video feed every time, no matter what. I want people to see me. And what ends up happening is most of the people on the video turn theirs on because they see it's safe. And I smile at them and I laugh and I joke. I ask them how they're doing. I make sure we spend five minutes up front to see if they're safe. Everybody's good. Tell me a little bit about your family, what's happening. And, you know, in my world, I, I evangelize. Right? That's what I do. I'm a technology evangelist. I'm a speaker. I tell people what's going on with my life. I'm transparent like I am here with you. And today, what I've found is that I've been able to connect better by letting people see me and how I am today. And so that's helping. Uh, the other thing I'm doing is I'm calling a lot more people, right? I just Instead of just texting, how you doing and stuff like that, I'll see you Thursday at three o'clock for coffee or blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to be able to see them. So what I do is I pick up the phone and call them. And instead of just a quick text back and forth, then I pick up the phone. I could easily text them that. But I talk and, and this form of communication seems to be clicking another box for me. And that is the connection of hu hearing another human's voice. Hearing another human's voice is so important. It, it's, it's, it's stunningly important. So today is also Father's Day. And, you know, I, I called my dad. And I told him, you know, he and I were going back and forth. My dad's not a big chatty person and stuff like that. But I, I, but I told him that I loved him and that I really cared about him. And I was glad that he was my father. And he kind of got a little squirmy on the other side. You know, I'm seeing how people, especially, you know, he's in his 80s and he comes from, he's very stoic, right? He's, he's historically Danish and stuff. And so there's just not a whole lot of touchy-feely going on. And I said to him, I said, Dad, just sit still and take this. I love you. I'm glad that you were my father. I've seen a lot of fathers and I'm happy that you were the, my father and I'm every bit of a man because of you. All the good, all the bad, all of it. I am who I am because of you. And he paused and he says, I have a lot of guilt because I didn't spend enough time with you guys when you were kids because I was chasing my career. And boy, I thought he needed to say that and giving him the room to give him to say that, right? But it happened on the phone. Okay. It, it just did. I had to call him and start talking to him. So that was really, really important. I know that calling your dad on Father's Day is this night, but he lives in another state, right? And they're a high risk group. And I wanted to make sure they're safe. And that's frustrating as well, too, right? I'm sure we all got parents and various people that we know that are high risk and we care about them. So we do our best, right? Okay. The other aspect was, is that I'm trying to be a lot more transparent with my emotions, meaning that um, I want people to know that it's okay to be frustrated, but it's not okay to be violent. It's not, all right? We, 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 violence just continues to beget violence. Hurt people end up hurting other people and it just never ends. And so getting our frustrations out is a difficult thing when we can't gather socially, but that doesn't seem to be stopping a whole bunch of people who are out there gathering anyway 
to make statements which are absolutely critical to be made. So I, although I don't know if I could participate because I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, what would happen to me. I'm a, I'm in the risk area. You know, I'm, I'm over 50. Let's just say that. And the challenge there with that, but I absolutely want to support what's going on. And so having my voice muffled in a sense in my social circles, in my community through that interaction is frustrating. But the last piece I want to, I want to talk about here, and that is my inability to have that spiritual, high connect, high energy conversations that I'm so used to having in person. Having proximity with another human being is a super important part of being human. Being next to people, interacting with them, talking with them, seeing every bit of their body language, having that emotional exchange that moves faster than the speed of light, all of those things that go on, that that electric room thing that happens when you are moving people and people are talking, they're having a good time, they're smiling, they're laughing. That cherished set of engagements are missing in my life. They have been missing for the last three months. And I suspect they're going to be missing for another three months going forward. At least I live for those times with other people. It's what's come to the surface for me as a result of this is how important human interaction, actually being present with other people around me is so critical in my life. It's, it's so important for my survivability as a human and my growth and my, and my direction, whether it be in business, personal relationships, tithing, you name it, they all rely on being around other people. So to wrap it up, yeah, I'm frustrated, but I'm doing something about it. I'm taking more time to meditate in the morning. I'm spending anywhere between 25 to 35 minutes earlier in the morning to get up to go do something. I've decided to walk every morning for a half an hour. I take breaks and stand outside and let the sun uh, beat on me. I invite social distancing with a few people so that we sit around and talk. We don't hug, we don't shake, and it seems like six feet is too far (laughs) sometimes. But I'm doing a few things. And we'll come out the other side of this. I hope you're okay. I love you. Um, again, this is Robert Christians with Motor for Life. If you want to pick up my book, it's at uh, Amazon called The Bug in Our Brain. I wrote it because I found out that elevating my self-worth was the most important thing that I can do. Feeling worthy of deep, meaningful relationships, of lifting my family's welfare through financial security, having amazing relationships and career opportunities, wonderful health. All of these things happened as a result of wanting them for me, of being able to say, yes, I'm worthy of prosperity and abundance, amazing, harmonious relationships, physical well-being, all of these things. And when you want them for yourself, They come to you and the way that they can come to you is that you have to remove the self-limiting language that has been bolted into you through a number of ways. And the way you make that happen is through this book. 
There are exercises and stories in there that hopefully that you'll relate to. If you can't afford the book, I understand. We put a bunch of free stuff on our website at motiveforlife.com called The Gift. Feel free to download it. And there's some exercises on there that you read out loud every morning. There's six or seven of them, but they're mantras and they help change the wiring in your brain so that after about 60 or 90 days of doing it consecutively every morning for about five minutes, the synapses of your brain have formed new routes that are habitual towards I'm worthy. I am prosperous. I am surrounded by believers and supporters. I am a gift and worthy of great love. All of these things are then habitual, meaning that it's the first thing you think about, not something you got to go and erase after you think about, oh, I'm not good enough to go do that. So they're on there as well. Feel free to pull that stuff down. If none of that stuff resonates with you. That's fine too. Just keep coming back to the podcast and listen to the stuff that we have. We have a bunch of previous podcasts that are free. Go get them. Love you. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been a production of Motive for Life, all rights reserved. Music by bensound.com. For further information, contact Motive for Life at info at motiveforlife.com or visit us at motiveforlife.com.